0: I almost forgot to do this, to start the podcast. You may know the adventure enablers from such races as Cowboy Tough, the AR World Championships, and the Shenandoah Epic. Now check out the latest event in the AR World Series circuit, the Shenandoah Tough. It's a 3.5-day race across the beautiful Shenandoah Valley of Virginia, just outside Washington, D.C., the hub of uh, outdoor adventure on the East Coast, including some of the best mountain biking there is sign up for some grit with a side of grits got to do it that way um, and learn more at shenandoah and adventure enablers.com thanks everybody for uh listening to this and thanks adventure enablers for uh helping to support the podcast Welcome to TA1, everything you wanted to know about adventure racing and then some. I'm your host, legendary Randy Erikson, here on a almost chilly Monday night. It's definitely becoming uh, fallish out there, although get back some really nice weather here uh, towards the end of the week. So had a uh, quiet weekend because it rained a lot. But um, I spent some time out on the uh, Black Hills Expedition Trail, 430-plus-mile bikepacking race in the uh, spirit of the Tour Divide. Um, I caught up with uh, a couple of my friends, Christy and uh, Heather. They were doing the ITT, the Individual Time Trial, along with uh, another gal, Rhonda Wright. And then last Wednesday, the Grand Depart. So I caught up with uh, eight or ten of the riders a couple of times um, after that. And I kind of had some crappy weather. But uh, they survived. I think about half of them finished. Pretty cool race if you ever uh, earned a mind for a long bikepacking race. I'll uh, put a link to it in the show notes. And the uh, best part is at uh, about mile 150, you can uh, stop by the house here and I'll minimally give you some water. Well, I'll probably let you crash in the basement if you needed a break. So, I had one cool moment on the race. Uh, I don't know, one of the first times I was out shooting was just packing up after shooting at Christy and Heather and just, uh Lady comes running down the trail and says, Excuse me, this is going to be sound kind of weird. Made me wonder, but um, a gal named Tammy, who I'm friends with now, who uh really wants to become an adventure racer, everybody. But anyway, she said, Um, I was at your slideshow, you know, at the doll, I guess would be a year and a half ago, and She's watching, seeing the slides of the Black Hills 100, and she said, "This something clicked," and she says, "I want to do that." And 14 months later, she finished her first hundred-mile race. So uh, makes makes it sort of worthwhile and getting people out doing cool things like that. So anyway, highlight of my week, more or less. Babysitting the kids, so to speak. paulette has been in Minnesota, but she'll be back in a, tomorrow. Yeah, you're hearing this tomorrow, so she'll be back tomorrow. So, that's it. Uh, three weeks to... Uh, hi, Jimmy. The uh, North American Adventure Race Series Championships in Iowa City. I think there's going to be a lot of you there. Uh, it'll be fun to uh, get caught up. I'm jonesing a little bit, missing... Missing all my adventure race friends and making legends out of you. So that's it. Let's uh, get this one in the can and get it uploaded. And then, hey, I can go to bed and start it all over again tomorrow. So go fast, take chances. Thanks uh, for listening. And go Cleveland Browns. Hello. Dusty, this is Randy Erickson. Hey, Randy. How are you, How's it going? Good. So, this this part works okay. Now I'll try to add Emily to the conversation. Okay. Cross your fingers. Anything. I hear her. Oh, is her phone ringing?
1: I hear her phone ringing. Yeah.
0: Uh, Hello. Oh.
2: Hello.
0: It really works, Emily. This is Randy. Hi. Oh, I. I can't believe that this is actually working. <laughs> so, yeah, it's
2: well, awesome,
0: cool. We can have a conversation finally.
2: <laughs> yeah. So,
0: it's uh, yeah.
3: How's your uh, how's your uh, flooding issue going? Oh,
0: it was really my. Mi- I mean, very very minor. Um, but you know, it's yeah. like, I, I I sopped up like two gallons, and you know, turned the heat on and. Got got a little curling on some, a little bit of flooring in the basement, but that'll go away. But, um, yeah, considering like, uh, yeah, Florida and stuff, no big deal. Yeah. <laughs> but it 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 really rained. It tore up our driveway more than anything has in fifteen years. Because we got this gravel driveway, oh, yeah. and we get a lot of water down it. So, uh, so well enough of flood talk. <laughs> Yeah. Um, all right. Who? Which one? Yeah. You, which one do you want to go first and introduce yourself?
2: Um. Yeah, I can go. Okay. What did you tell us? What who, do you want me to
0: tell us? Have, t- say. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell us who you are to start with, because that's always a good thing.
2: Um. My name's Emily Casaria. And I'm from Bellingham and I'm on team, uh, quest racing or quest AR. Um, I'm on the team of my husband, Dusty. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know what I want to know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry. This gets easy. Um, okay. We'll just talk to you for a little bit and then we'll talk to Dusty because, Because I'm that kind of gay, so how? My my question: How did you become an adventure racer?
2: Um, back in I guess it was 2013. Um, I had moved to Bellingham from Spokane, and uh, Dusty and I were hanging out and running together, and Dusty told me about this race that our friend Brent was putting on out in uh, the islands, out on San Juan Island. And he's like, it's an adventure race, and you can do it solo or as a team. And he's like, I was planning on doing it by myself, but um, would you want to be on my team? We you do it as a double? And I was like, sure. So we did the race and uh, ended up getting first and qualifying for nationals. The U.S. Area National Championships for the following year, um, and then we're like, "Wow, well, let's go to nationals." And uh, then we race. We asked Brent, the race director, so now our our teammate, um, he's the race director for Quest Adventure Races. Um, we asked him to be on our team, and then for nationals the next year. So then that following like summer and spring, we tried to do as many local races possible um to get ready for nationals and then that's just where it's gone now we're where we are and uh we've done several I guess, i mean personally which i've always raced the dusty, um we've done several more uh races um the past several years and um they've just been getting longer
0: <laughs> uh yeah that's that everybody should um your first adventure race should be free right just like, just like drugs, get you hooked. Yeah, um, right. So you said you were were hanging out with Dusty. Were you guys married then?
2: No, um, <laughs> we actually met in college at Whitworth in Spokane on the cross country and track teams there, okay. and we were just friends. Um, I mean, we've been we've known each other now for uh, ten, eleven years. Um, we, we met freshman year in college, we're friends for all college and then post college. And then I moved here to Bellingham in 2013. Um, and we hung out for another year or so. And then we dated for a year and then we got engaged and then we got married. So we've only been married for a couple of years.
1: Yeah, but so, we've known
2: each other for a long time.
0: Yeah. So, um, Dusty, was that a, when you invited her to uh, go adventure racing with her, was that a uh, sly plan on your part?
2: Um,
3: sort of. I mean, <laughs> we did all sorts of stuff together at that point, uh, even though we weren't really dating them, but we were kind of in that direction. Very um, slowly.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She likes
3: to tell about how long it took me to ask her to date. But um yeah, we just uh did lots of adventures on the weekends and um like she said, heard, we heard about this race from Brant who we didn't even know about the time. Mm-hmm. Just had run with him a few times and but he was always trying to get us to do this race and um just figured it'd kind of be fun. Neither of us knew much about it then, so we didn't even really realize how big of a team sport it was because at the time, he allowed soloists to compete. Um, It was a 12-hour race, and uh, like she said, I was going to do it solo. But figured it'd be fun to race with her, and now it's like we always race together, and I've never done an adventure race solo. so that was kind of fun to start it right on a team
0: yeah that's pretty cool I I find this very interesting because I met Paulette at a bike race um, and and told her if she wants to win just get on my wheel I'd, I'd let her pass me at the finish so <laughs> yeah
1: but,
0: but I didn't know her before that so it's a little bit different um wow now I have lots of questions, but I suppose we should talk adventure racing. <laughs> so um, just a quick question. Do you ever see a day when you two might not race together just because of, you know, whatever? I mean, is that would that be a big deal?
2: Um, there's potential for that to happen. I mean, we've both asked each other, would you race? with another team if you got asked and I couldn't do it because of school or because of work or whatever and you know if the situation was right then we probably would. Okay. Um, but I don't know it has been cool to be able to share all of our racing experiences with each other um, especially the really big races. Like we've done a few shorter races. Kind of like Dusty's raced with a couple other um, guys on the team at and, another, and Annie, too, um, at, like, a weeknight race, which is, like, a three-hour cutoff race. Yeah. Um, so he's raced without me. I've never raced without him. It's hard for me to trust another Navigator, I guess. But, um, but yeah, I think that's definitely something that we have talked about and would do depending on the situation.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, so it's not a deal breaker.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um. So by since the fact that adventure racing compresses time, so you know, like, like there's dog years, there's adventure racing years. So you guys have actually probably been married about twenty years. <laughs> <laughs> I, did yeah, I guess so. I, it's I suppose. <laughs> um, where have you guys learned the most about each other? Being friends for ten years or being married for two years or, or adventure racing?
2: Um, (laughs) I guess that's a hard question to answer. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know. I mean, there's different things you learn from all three of those options you gave. So the most, I've learned about Dusty with adventure racing is probably um, how he works under stress and when he's really focused. Um, But I also learned that from when we do our adventures like in the mountains and stuff because he always navigates during those times and um, I could see that he was focused and, you know, that's just the way he is. Um, But I guess we were not racing in the mountains so, so that's a little different aspect. Throw in there.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Dusty. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's tough to say. I don't know that we've learned more about each other just in the races, but it's definitely we've learned more about each other, but not more in just a race than we had, say. In co- like all of college because we didn't know each other then at all and we learned a lot then but it definitely taught us more about each other like Emily said, working under stress and then um, just the teamwork aspect of um, how to help each other in an encouraging way and not um, like, it, like the towing thing was a big thing and um, Emily never would want to be towed initially, and Annie was kind of the same way because they're both really strong athletes and really fit, but that was a big obstacle for our team to get past was to learn how to um, approach it in a way that was thinking about not as them as being weak and needing a toe, but as our team as a unit and how to move faster um and same thing with distributing weight and uh so I think we've learned a lot better way of how to communicate about difficult things like that mm-hmm. through races that we didn't learn through other adventures yeah um as an example
1: yeah
0: well it makes sense because it's it's not a it's not a man woman thing it's a who's who's feeling like crap thing right yeah once you get past that
1: so,
3: um. yeah I mean I've been towed in races before um, so it's definitely um, not just for females. but initially the first few races where we were showing like, we were Emily or Amy but, um, that that was tough at nice. first and it almost made it harder um, being in a relationship because that adds a whole other dynamic yeah. as well um, yeah. but nice. it's, it's cool to look back and think, and just look at how we worked through that and I think it's made us a better team and um, not just because we're willing to tow, but just having that dynamic of two couples on a team. Um, I don't know. We know each other, I think, a lot better than a lot of other teams, you know, their teammates.
0: Yeah. Well, in full disclosure, I uh, have been, you know, wanting and going to talk with Brett and Annie, too, so we'll get their side, too. So. (laughs) Okay, one more question, and then we're going to talk adventure racing for real. And I always and I ask yeah. this I ask this of every couple that races together: Is are you married when you're racing, or are you just teammates?
2: I feel like we're friends. <laughs> <laughs> um, like when we're racing, I, I don't I mean. I feel a need to help Dusty as much as I can, but basically maybe a little more than one of my other teammates, like, because I know Dusty, he's usually navigating. And I know he's not thinking, like, I need to eat right now. So, like, I would, in a race, you know, eat half my granola bar and then hand the other half to him just so he doesn't forget to eat, Where I know, whereas I know, like, my other teammates, I don't usually do that with them because they are managing their own stuff. So I guess in that way, I feel like there is a little more care for um, Dusty, at least for me, because I know that he's really needs help sometimes remembering to, you know, eat or something or or drink because he's so focused. Yeah.
0: Excuse
2: me, but... Well, that makes
0: sense. Yeah, that you're just... He's a teammate, but you you have a little more invested in in the, in that teammate than the others. So you'll share your granola bar with him,
1: right? Exactly.
2: I mean, I share my granola bar with anybody, even another team, if I needed to. Yeah. Um, it's just a more regular thing for me to, you know, like we get the double pack Snickers, mm-hmm. and that's the same thing with me. He'll eat one of them, and then he hands the other one to me, yeah. um, and that's just kind of. A good
1: system
0: for us yeah yeah cool That works good um all right i'm at now we're going to talk adventure racing until i think of another question that makes you a little bit uncomfortable but <laughs> how did how, what did you guys do before adventure racing you talk about adventures so are you just you know in the mountains and doing that kind of stuff or what was your background
3: Um, We both grew up running, um, so all through high school and and college, which is where we met, and we ran competitively, and that was our passion, Um, and after college, we both um, wanted to do more, We, we wanted to keep running, but we're kind of tired of the like 5k distance. Um, so I came back back to Bellingham where I grew up and there's a pretty good trail running community here. So I started running with them and got into ultras. And then when Emily moved to town, um, to go to school, um, I got her into that as well. Um, and then there's great mountain biking, and we just kind of wanted to get out and try other things. So, um, And it was just for fun at the time, so we were mountain biking and took a mountaineering course together. Um, we'd done some hikes in the past, but we wanted to equip ourselves to climb some bigger mountains because we've got lots of them right near uh, home mm-hmm. in the North Cascades here. So um, then we did a bunch of climbing together, both glacier climbs and rock climbing. Um, it was never like rock climbing, especially was never our our main focus. So, um, but we'd get out on the weekends, and there's lots of lots of good areas to go here. So uh, we were always kind of mixing everything together, and then. So when we decided to do adventure racing, really the only thing that we weren't already doing was the paddling aspect. Um, And then as we got more hooked on adventure racing, um, when we did get married, the main thing we asked people uh, to donate to was a kayak fund. And that's what we ended up giving (laughs) for our, our wedding was we... Um, we bought a used kayak and all the gear we needed and started paddling as much as we could and getting stronger at that. And uh, then came the pack raft and, um, yeah. So, I mean, we were doing pretty much all the disciplines just for fun for two or three years there before ever going into Venturis. Yeah. So
0: you were, yeah. You were training for adventure yeah, have, racing,
3: pretty much. Yeah. yeah.
0: But did did either one of you have a, any like an outdoor background growing up, other than the running?
1: You... <laughs> uh,
3: not really. Um, I I mean, I always um, my dad would take uh, me backpacking starting when I was really young, and I have two brothers and we'd go on hiking trips and that was always like the highlight of my year. Um, but that was usually just one week in the summer. Mm-hmm. So I love being outside, but, um, not really a outdoor background beyond that. Um, we have great trails here in Bellingham. So, uh, and, a, and a great running program. So as soon as I hit high school, uh, Even though I was training for races on the track or in flat um, parks, I would get out and run in the mountains as much as I could. Um, So I definitely always had a passion for the outdoors. Um, But, yeah, beyond running um, or backpacking, didn't do a whole lot more.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: that's that's cool. Um, All right, sidebar question. What did, what did you guys, what did both of you run in college?
2: I did the steeplechase, chase, the 5K and the 10K. Yeah.
3: Uh, and I ran the 800, 1500 and was on the 4x4 team. Yeah. So, He's really fast.
0: I was going to say, how good were you, both of you?
2: Beth, you went to nationals individually um, in track um, a few times.
3: Well, once in track and a couple times in cross country. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I went once in cross country, uh, but I didn't go in track. Yeah. So you're
3: pretty good.
0: I'll say it. (laughs) 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 So, all right. Here comes my favorite part of these episodes right now. And uh, all I'm going to say is, tell me about your race at uh, Cowboy Tough. Because now I get to sit Um, back and listen.
3: (laughs) Um, Yeah, it was, we were super excited going into it. Um, We are a fairly inexperienced team at that distance Mm -hmm. uh we've done lots of races with Brent and annie um a couple uh 30 hour uh races and then quite a few um shorter than that but this is our first um expedition race together Mm -hmm. brent had done primal quest um I can't remember what year it was. It was, like, 10 years ago. Emily says 2004. Um, it was when it was in the <laughs> hunt. Um, okay. Yeah. And um, that was his first adventure race ever. <laughs> uh, and that's what kind of um, sparked his interest and and eventually led him to creating uh, the Island Quest adventure race. And now we have a uh, Coltion Quest but that's also in Bellingham that he puts on. Um, so he had done that expedition race, and then Emily and I raced Godzone this last year with um, Richard Cresser and Gavin Woody, yep. uh, who we know through ultra running.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, but this is the first time we kind of all came together, and Annie had never raced that distance. It had been a while for Grant, and... So we we had adventure racing experience, but we had a lot to learn at that distance. And that definitely showed itself a bit during the race. Um, It wasn't our smoothest race, I would say, but it also could have gone a lot worse, and we were able to work through uh, the issues that we did run into and get through the whole course. And, um, I mean, I'd say we were um all pretty happy with it at the finish um i definitely have a lot of things to work on uh, but i think we're all excited about racing um again i know um Brent and annie were I, I feel like wondering if they would want to do another one after this uh and i think they both had a blast um and I know we did um but yeah, we started off really strong, kind of where we wanted to be, and ran into a few hiccups as the race went on that set us back a bit, yeah. but nothing catastrophic. So um,
0: let me let me ask you yeah.
3: not not
0: what the hiccups were specifically, but what were the lessons you learned from the the problems that you had.
3: Um a big one for me as the main navigator was the the maps were a challenge. Um, I mean the topography was all correct, but there were a lot of uh, outdated roads and, and trails. And obviously a lot of the other teams were used to dealing with maps like that. Yeah. And it kind of threw me for a loop a bit on the first long trek so that, um, ended up costing us a bit of time. And as the race moved on, I kind of adjusted to, uh, really just not trusting anything just cause we were on a really good trail and it was heading in the right direction. Um, didn't mean he was going to keep going that way, even if the map said it would. Yeah. So I was, uh, just really, um, I guess slowing down a little bit and double checking a lot more often as the race went on, but just, um, Yeah, like filtering through what's accurate and what's not and just not taking anything for granted. Um, A lot of the local races we have have super good quality up-to-date maps. Mm -hmm. So you can really get on a trail and look for, you know, your next kind of handrail or or catch feature and just kind of turn your brain off and really push hard until you hit that next intersection or ridge or... Valley or whatever um, and I learned pretty quickly you can't do that in a race like,
1: yeah. like in Wyoming
3: so uh, for me that I, that was the biggest
1: yeah. but
3: uh, there's a lot more do you want to add some Emily? Yeah, <laughs> yeah
2: I guess I mean the map thing yeah. I didn't really Pay attention as much to that, but I felt like um, we learned about continuing like through mistakes um, by you know having a recovery of like food and ret- like taking a break for just a minute to kind of like reset because that's kind of what we did after that one trek. because um, Dusty had been you know focusing on the map so hard and long that he hadn't eaten for a long time and then he started kind of bonking and to the point where like he was nauseous and like his face turned white and um so Brent took the map over and then um for a little while and then towed Dusty for maybe an hour or two um and then we got to a point where like the sun came up and it's like okay you know Dusty eats up some food and then we're just going to stop for, like, 30 minutes in the warmth of the sun and just take a break, kind of, like, reset um, after kind of a, you know, little off-course time there.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah. Um, so, like, I guess I was just, like, learning from that. Because uh, I think at that moment when we realized we were off and, you know, Dusty wasn't feeling well, I know I felt like, oh, my gosh, the race is over. Um but it was cool to see like you can bounce back from that and you can bounce back pretty well. Cause after that we kept moving and I mean, we couldn't recover as much time, you know, like, all that time. Um, but I feel like we still were able to race well, even though, um, you know, we were at a point at one point where it was like, can we keep going? Um, so that, I think that was a good lesson. You have so many, so much time, I guess, in like a six-day race, um, the mindset shouldn't be, oh, there's a little hiccup, we can't keep going. It's more like, this is manageable, this is what we need to do to get through it, and then just keep moving.
0: Yeah, I think that, yeah, that's one of the big things about a six-day race. Think, Think about how many things go wrong in six days at home, so... You got to, you got to kind of expect that's going to happen. Um, yeah, what, what was the biggest, um, uh, how do I want to say this biggest difference between your expectation and reality of the race? Was there any part that you thought, you know, you were totally wrong about what it would be like or totally right? Um, I know you didn't have the whole thing figured out.
2: <laughs> no, we didn't.
0: So. No. Uh, but did but did do you kind of know what was going to be like? I mean, could you did you kind of know? Yeah, there's these are are going to be long, and this bike is going to be long. Did they feel as long, or were they shorter, or how did they work out for you?
2: I guess they the only thing I could compare it to is is God's Zone, mm-hmm. and the treks were much different than God's Zone it was this year um, at in Wyoming, mm-hmm. um, just because the terrain was a lot different. I mean, God's Zone was like straight up, straight down, straight up, straight down. Um, Wyoming, there were some up and down, but there was also a lot of flat. So, I guess in that way, it made the miles feel, in some ways, a lot longer. Um, I think, I mean, because we're all, all of us are bent, or bent towards running, mainly. Mm -hmm. So, a lot of the trekking miles, I think, were easier to manage, like, oh, it's a 45-mile trek, you know. I mean, and just breaking that down, like, okay, well, if if I run it, it'll be this fast. If I hike it, it'll be this fast. Um, so like the trekking, I feel felt kind of long at times, but not too bad, um, just because it's something that we've all managed in our own minds when we do our own races and stuff. Um, the biking, I would say there's some really long bikes. I think that really, really long bike, the 160 mile Mm -hmm. bike, right? Yeah that was very long. Um, and on paper you see, you know, okay, it's 160 miles and, you know, thinking about like, okay, let's on flat roads it's going to be pretty quick or not pretty quick, but just like, it'll go by fairly fast. Um, I feel like that stage after we got done with that, it was like, the race is over. This is
1: awesome.
2: Yeah. We just finished the race. (laughs) Um, I felt like when we got to that TA was a really cool moment for all of us because we were just like, we, we made it through that awful bike. Mm-hmm. Um So expectation of that bike was probably not to, not that it would feel as long as it did. Um, so, and I, in the last, last bit of the race like pack rafting um expectations for that were a bit different i would say too um because i guess we were hoping to hit that the class three white water down in the canyon um during the day yeah. that was our goal but kind of got delayed because um, of lightning but so that portion was completely different i mean we didn't paddle any of the canyon well we paddled a couple of short spots but um most of it we just portaged. Yeah. so you know i didn't imagine that i'd be walking through ankle deep cow poop <laughs> in the middle of the night <laughs> in the rain um but that's what happened
1: yeah
2: um Ugh. so that was definitely a different difference than expected yeah um So, and then after that, I guess the rest of the paddling and uh, the bike over Casper Mountain. Well, the mud wasn't expected either, but.
0: So, did you guys go over the mountain or did you go around?
2: We went over. We actually were, we were like a mile and maybe two miles, within two miles of the top of the mountain when it started dumping rain and turning into the Wookiee mud. Yeah. So we were actually pretty close. Uh, there were some teams I know that hit it at the very bottom um, with the with the mud, yeah. and if that were the case for us, I don't know, maybe we would have gone around too. But yeah. we went up and over because we were close enough.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah. So you said, you know, when you got to T A, whatever it was the the end of the bike. That um, you felt the race was over, but is that was that the spot that you knew you would finish, or were pretty sure, or where where is that where is the spot where you think, oh yeah, this this is hard, but we're going to be able to to do it?
3: I mean, going into the race, we were definitely um, determined to finish the race, finish the full course. And, I mean, we hoped we'd do better than we did. But I think, um, I'd probably agree that it was that bike, um, we kind of broke the race down a bit into several just kind of shorter, more manageable stages. And then the three big stages, which were, uh, both of those long treks, And then that big biking stage. Uh, Everything else just seemed um, a lot more manageable. Um, And those three were the big obstacles. And the two treks came before the bike. So really, like Emily said, once we got through that bike, uh, even though there was a lot of racing left, um, none of the stages were super long. And it just seemed like we can get through this for sure um there were a lot of challenges um that we didn't expect to run into on those stages that came up mm-hmm. um but still we felt like we were close to the the finish line and at that point we were not just <laughs> we early in the race casper just felt like it might as well be in another country because <laughs> it's we're so far away
1: yeah
0: well, in a lot of places in the world, it would be in another country. Yeah, that's <laughs> so, true. Um, what? What's the? Uh, what's it feel like to finish the world championships?
3: Um, <laughs> I mean, it it is pretty cool crossing the finish line again. We. We were definitely hoping to finish better than we did. But regardless, it's hard to to be coming into the finish line after something that long with so many ups and downs and so many challenges that we worked through as a team and not feel um, just a huge sense of accomplishment for being through all of this. And, um, I mean, still being in good spirits and everyone was healthy and, um, yeah, I mean, we were pretty happy at that point. It didn't really matter what place we were in. Um, we were just thrilled to be done with it. Um, yeah. And I mean, just the the level of competition in the race made it that much cooler, um, yeah, I mean, it was a pretty cool feeling coming yeah. to to the finish.
0: So, um, how about you? We,
3: as we were riding, oh, I was gonna add as we were riding to the finish off of Casper Mountain, uh, the sun had just set, but there was still a little bit of light in the sky, and we could see the city lights. And it was a pretty surreal feeling, like we could basically see the finish and just the glow of the city but there was just enough light to kind of see the surrounding plains around Casper. Um, it was a super cool way to end the race, and, and we knew at that point all we have to do is coast down this hill and then pedal one or two miles of flat yeah. to the finish. So it was a pretty cool way to finish.
0: I bet. Yeah, sounds like it. So how about you, Emily? what What did what were you thinking?
2: Um, I would I would agree that it was you know we wanted to finish higher, but at the same time it was pretty cool to be in a race where these all there's all these names of teams that you know I'd heard of from um, mainly Dusty talking about them, <laughs> but like uh, you know like Columbia Viterate and and like I mean I guess we saw team we didn't think Team Godzone at Godzone, but like Godzone's team was there there's like all these teams from different countries um, at this one race in, in Wyoming, you know, yeah. um, that was pretty cool to know that we're racing some of the, the best teams in the world at, in the United States. Yeah. Um, so I guess that part was definitely really amazing. Um, it was also really cool to have a lot of, Local people there. Um, there was, I mean, Team Dart, we raced with them in the middle of the night on that long bike. Um, that was also really awesome because they're a really good team, too, Northwest. Yeah. And it was cool to see not only really big name teams from around the world, but also people from around here that are also really great adventure racers and really good friends. Um, and we all got to experience a cool race, uh, together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and the finish was pretty awesome. Um, it was kind of funny. I, I felt like I had a bigger emotional response to the finish of that massive bike than I did at the very finish. Hmm. And, but when, after we finished and they saw other teams finish, I got more emotional than when we finished. <laughs> I would just like see a team finish and like their faces of like knowing, like I know what they're feeling right now. They feel so great to be done and like they're hugging each other and their families are all there. And I was just like, Oh my gosh.
1: So yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Well, that was
2: really cool. Yeah. I like watching other people finish. <laughs> that,
0: well, I, I'm going to agree. Cause you say that and i I'm, I'm thinking, man, I really like, Watching teams finish, so I'm sure for you guys, you know what what they're feeling exactly. So that's got to be a cool, cool way to do it. You're yeah. you're a small community of cowboy tough finishers. So um, yeah. So I just got like a thousand more questions, but we're just going to do a few. Um, you talked about riding with Dart in the middle of the night. How much time? did you spend with other teams around you do you think or you know versus out there by yourselves
3: we were around other teams for i feel like most of the race hmm. um, which is we, great <laughs> it's often awesome to have people around yeah. Yeah. yeah we have i mean quite a few races around here in the Pacific Northwest, but it's you don't have that depth of field. So a lot of races were just used to being alone. Um, so definitely at the start, there were tons of teams around. Um, we were really the only time um, we were by ourselves on that first check was when we got a little off route. Um, as soon as we got back on, we started seeing teams again.
1: Um,
3: I guess we were alone a lot of the the first biking stage. Um, and then some of that 40-mile track across the Wind River Range, probably half to three-quarters of that, we were alone. But then Um, It it kind of felt like the race was spreading out at that point And like we might not see that many more teams um, after that But then we finished that trek um, And headed into the bike over to Sink's Canyon And we saw five or six different teams on that And spent most of the stage really close to them A bunch of teams were in the canyon while we were there Doing the ropes um, and then uh, we saw uh, three or four teams before we ended up meeting up with Dart on that long biking stage.
1: Yeah.
3: Um and then after that stage the whole rest of the race we were constantly around other teams. Uh the Envy Journey team, um, that um second half of the race we saw them a lot. Mm-hmm. Um so it was it was kinda it was cool to have so many teams around. And like I said, it kind of felt at that second big trick, like we were getting far enough in that we might not see that many teams anymore as the field spread out, but then it just groups back up and um, definitely made it a lot easier to uh, keep pushing and racing, having other teams around you. So um, super cool being in a race um, with that of the
0: field yeah well it helps yeah with 60 teams that's that's like um, at XPD with a 100 teams it's like for me it's like yeah, always teams around and always four or five teams and you know so I'm not spending a half a day you know and get to take pictures of one team so I love the big races yeah, yeah. So, um, okay here's probably the most important question of this whole thing did you take shots? The South Pass City.
2: No, <laughs> the guy giving the shot was asleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, well, he wasn't asleep, but I think he really wished he was. Uh, we yeah. got there. Uh, middle. I don't even know what time it was. It was dark. Uh,
3: Probably like three in the morning or something, or two in the morning. So, yeah.
2: I, so we didn't.
3: Yeah, it's been
0: my maybe only disappointment of the race was that the taking shots of whiskey really kind of sucked this year compared to other years. So, but if that's the worst thing about a race, I think they can take that, huh? Yeah. So, um, okay. Here's a question that I find interesting for me, maybe not anybody else, which, what took you longer to get caught up on eating or sleeping after the race?
2: Probably sleeping
3: for me. I would agree. Okay. In fact, um, right after the race, um, we well, we had some snacks at the finish, and then we walked back over to the hotel, and we were pretty hungry. Uh, we ordered a Domino's pizza because two of them, because no other place was open that we could think of that yeah. would deliver. And I um, was so exhausted, I just fell asleep on the bed while, while waiting for it to be delivered. And when the pizza came, no one could wake me up. <laughs> like, Emily was shaking me, jumping on the bed, and I don't even remember any of it. Yeah. So I would say sleep more than food, for sure.
0: Yeah, sounds like it, yep. Yeah.
2: We still ate a lot, but it was, I don't know, sleep felt more as an like an immediate need the following. I mean, even the next several days yeah. was more like, wow, we just need to take a break. I mean, I'm kind of hungry, but i also just want to take a nap.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, for me, it, it, was, it was sleep. It was probably four or five days before I started to feel like, yeah, I didn't need a nap. All the time.
2: How much did you sleep during the race?
0: I would guess two to three hours a night. Um, yeah. That was like you were racing. Yeah, but but we had like a real bed one night, a couple of nights. So um, you know, it wasn't all just laying on the ground. So it yeah. it may have not been as very much, but it was probably better. It, it wasn't. I never woke up. Shivering because I was so cold, I couldn't stand it. <laughs> so,
2: well, the the women's uh, outhouse actually was fairly comfortable.
0: Yep. Well, so. I um, I was with uh, who was I with? I don't remember coming <laughs> off coming off. Was of, it Dart? No, it wasn't Dart. It was um, shoot, I don't remember coming off of uh, Pathfinder. They were in one of the bathrooms in there and it was raining.
2: Yeah,
0: it was eighty degrees in that outhouse with the four of them in there. I mean, it. Wow. I the the humidity was about one hundred and fifty percent because I couldn't really take any pictures because my lens kept fogging over. But <laughs> <laughs> and, and they had the advantage. That's awesome. Yeah, they had the advantage of the uh, dumpster outside was full of fish guts, so the bathroom didn't even smell that bad.
2: Oh wow. <laughs>
0: So. <laughs> so the, the uh, glamorous life of adventure racing right you pick the bathroom by the dumpster with the fish guts because that smells better
1: right <laughs> so. but if
2: it's warmer it's worth it
0: it is it definitely is um so i'm going to wrap this up with two in the future questions one is you guys got plans for next year yet you looking at things
3: Uh, We've done a lot of talking about races, nothing real concrete yet, but we're definitely looking at um, Primal Quest since it's right Right in our backyard. Um, Yeah, I mean, um, it's a bummer that it didn't happen um, this year uh, and they had to post on, but
1: in a way, I
3: mean, for us, it works out well because there was no way we were going to be able to pull it off this year, and it was going to be tough to pass on it since we can drive up
1: yeah, to that area in two hours, you yeah. know.
3: It's, um, so, um, But we do a lot of shorter races as well. Um, we've got the Cascadia Race Series uh, that's in its first year. Um, uh, It's the band racing group uh, combined with uh, Crank Event Mm -hmm. and Quest Adventure Races, and it's a 10-race series um, of uh, races from 6 hours to 30 hours. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm assuming that'll be uh, back next year in in its second year, Mm -hmm. so we'll do as many of those as we can. But uh, we'd like to do at least one, if not a second, um, longer expedition race for sure. Yeah. Um, definitely want to get some more experience and improve uh, at that distance.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay, now this question is not a fair question, but you guys—you guys are good athletes, so you sh- you've probably thought about this. How? How good do you guys think you could be in eventually in like a World Series race? Because you know you've only been racing a few years, so you obviously got a, a lot of learning to do. But you're good athletes, so where do you, where do you think you could end up at?
2: Um. So this year, I feel like if we wouldn't have had some hiccups that we did have, we could have finished in the, hopefully in the top 15 or so, I would say. Um, So projecting forward a few years, take a few places off that, maybe try and be closer to the top 10. Um, But yeah, that would be awesome. We could be in the top 10. And I think that's what we would want to, all of us would want to push for. Um, If we don't get there, that's fine. But I think we all would say we could push hard enough to get to that point. Yeah.
0: Well, See, I knew you'd thought about it. (laughs) I can, I can tell.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, all right, just one, one, one final question for training. No, this is a two-part question. For training, heart rate monitor or what's over the next mountain, and how often do you t- train together?
2: We don't use heart rate monitors. Uh, and by that, favorite yeah,
0: type. Of- by that, I mean you know like- structured training.
2: We did have structured training for Worlds this year. Um, we got hooked up with one of our friends and a local pro mountain biker, Spencer Paxson. Um, his, he has started a small business, um, Peak Energy Performance. This is business, and they do – he does mainly mountain bike training. Mm-hmm. But we – and that was something we really wanted to work on for Worlds because of the, all the mountain biking involved. Yeah. Um, So we hooked up with him, and he gave us a really awesome training schedule, Um, the most regimented training that at least Dusty and I have had since college, uh, running. So I think we plan to continue with that uh, for future training for not just adventure racing, but um, ultra racing, running racing, and biking with him. Um, But... Within that, I guess our favorite type of training is to have an objective, um, like this spring, uh, we, the Quest team, did a bike from Bellingham Bay up to Mount Baker, and then skinned to the top of Mount Baker, skied back down to our bikes, and then bike back to the bay um, as like a training, but also a like, hey this is a neat idea, let's do it, um, sort of adventure thing. So things like that or mountain runs where there's summits involved uh, or just different ways of human-powered movement to get to an objective, something that maybe someone hasn't (laughs) thought of or maybe they have but not be a bike or or whatever.
3: So. Yeah, we have, um, I feel like, more structure during the work week, um, but then keep a lot of the weekends open. So we have pretty structured, like, uh, strength training routines, uh, and then some workouts during the week. But a lot of the weekends are just kind of a goal to get a certain number of hours moving and some weekends we focus on one discipline or another, but we try and keep it fun. And there's so many great places um, nearby uh, where we live um, that it's not hard to find um, different adventures that can kind of double as training and fun. Um, but to answer the second part of your question, um, we have done pretty much all of our training together. Um, for the last few years, our work schedules are really well matched. Um, so we tend to do I'd say at least ninety percent of our training, actually, probably more than that um, but we're we run and ride and paddle the only boats that so we have, packraft and kayak are tandem, so anytime we do that, we we have to be together. Um, but yeah, we pretty much train together all the time, and we do train with Brent and Annie quite a bit, uh, which I think helps a lot. Um, and we do have some other members from our team uh, that didn't race uh, in Wyoming that we train with quite a bit as well, so Uh, it's kind of cool that we all live in the same
1: town and
3: we can all train together on a weekly basis.
0: Yeah, that's cool. Well, and now you both did the podcast together. So it's a circle of life, sort of, somehow. Yeah, yeah. um, Okay, well, guess what? I got to take the dog out, so this is going to be the end. But it was really fun. Thanks.
2: Yeah, thanks for asking us yeah. to chat with you for a bit.
0: Yeah. I I, um, yeah. I, kind of especially like these with people that I don't really know because I get to learn so much about you. So thank you.
2: Well, we'll call you sometime for a podcast so then we can learn more about
0: you. <laughs> Just go to episode 100. That was Kyle Peter interviewing me. So everything you need to know. Oh,
2: Okay. <laughs> We'll do
0: that. All right. Thank you.
2: Thank you. Have a good night.
0: All right. Bye.
4: Bye. Bye. Okay, so you get that on. Okay, so let's start with this. What's your name? q Where are you going? Where are you going with? Left my wallet in, really? in, so so yeah. yeah. no in El Segundo. Left my wallet in El Segundo. Left my wallet in El Segundo. I gotta get it. it. I got, got to get it. I left. My wallet in El Segundo. Left my wallet in El Segundo. Left my wallet, wallet in El Segundo. I gotta get it, I, got, got, to get it. I got, got to get it. My mother went away for a month long trip. Putting some friends on the Oceania ship. She made a big mistake by leaving me home. I had to roam, so I picked up the phone. Got Ollie up to see what was going down. Told him i pick him up so we could drive around. The Dodge Dart, a '74. My mother left the yard, but I needed one more. Shaheen had me covered with a hundred greenbacks, so we left Brooklyn and we made big tracks. Drew down the belt, got all the conduit. Came to a toll, we paid and went through it. Had no destination, we was on a quest. Ali laid in the back, so he can get rest. Drove down the road for two days and a half. The sun had just risen on a dusty path. Just then, a figure Had caught my eye. A mirror for Savero who was four feet high. I pulled over to ask where he was at. His index finger, he tipped off his hat. El Segundo, he said, My name is Pedro. If you need directions, I'll tell you pronto need a civilization. Some sort of reservation. He said a mile south, there's a fast food station. Thanks, see your as I start tip the motor. I said. Damn, chip, what you drive some for? <laughs> Well, (laughs) describe to me what the wallet looks like. Anyway, a gas station we passed. We got gas. and went on to get grub. It was a nice little pub in the middle of nowhere. Anywhere would have been better. I ordered enchiladas and I ate them. Ali had the quick punch. When we finished, we thought for ways to get back. I had a hunch. Ali said, "Pay for lunch. So I did it. Pulled out the wallet and I saw this wicked, beautiful lady. She was a waitress there. Put the wallet down and stand and stand. to put me back into reality. Here's Shaheed. Yo, Tip Man, you got what you need? I checked for keys and started to step. And what do you know? My wallet, I forget. Yo, it was a brown wallet. Had props numbers. Had my Jimmy hats. I gotta get it, man. Lord have mercy. The heat got hotter. Ali starts to curse me. I feel bad, but he make me feel badder. Chick, chick, chatter. Cost thoughts to scatter. On out, we was northeast bound, jetting on down at the speed of sound. Three days coming and three more going. We get back, and there was no slack. 490 Madison, we're here, Shy. He said, All right, see you tomorrow. Thinking about what past week, the last week, hands go in my pocket. I can't speak. I've been and and to the shack. The shy mean, we gotta go back. When he said, Why? I said, We gotta go, because I left my wallet in El Segundo. Yeah, I left my wallet in El Segundo. Left my wallet in El Segundo. Left my wallet in El Segundo. I gotta get it, I got, got to get it. Left my wallet in El Segundo. Left my wallet in El Segundo. Left my wallet in El Segundo. Come on, let's go. Come on, let's go. Come on, let's go.